Okay. Right, this week's parasha uh, by Yishlach, it starts off talking about how Yaakov left the house of Lovan and he was coming to back to home, back to Aparan, and he knew that he would meet Esav on the way, and therefore he sent Malachim to Esav to see what his, uh, where he's holding. And the Malachim came back to Yaakov and they told him, We came to Yechicha Esav, and he's coming with 400 men. Then Yaakov seems to take the tact of being machnia himself to Esav. He says, He calls him Adoni, and he calls himself an Avdecha. And continuing on the theme, he goes on and he says, That means, don't be angry at me because you th- you're angry at me because you think I stole the brochas. I'm a ger, Yitzchak promised me, have a gavir lachech, I'll be the boss. What am I? I'm not a boss, I'm a, I'm a ger v'toyshev. Vahili shor v'chamor, Yitzchak promised me, mitala shamayim u'mishmane aretz. What do I have? I have a shor and a chamor. So the theme seems to be that he's trying to convince Esau that there's no reason for him to be angry at him because the brachas were not mekuyim. But the Klayoka points out that if you look in Rashi, Rashi says when it says imlov and garti, so the first shot is, like we said, that imlov and garti, that the, the brachas were not mekuyim in me because it says have a gavir lachecha. And I say I'm love and garti and I'm still living by my father-in-law. I'm not a gavir lachecha. I'm living in my father-in-law's house the last 20 years. But then Rashi says a dover Rashi says I'm love and garti. Garti is begamatria taryag. So love and uh, Yaakov is telling Esau, so sending a message to Esau that the taryag mitzvah shomarti v'loy lamarti mi ma'isav aroyim. So the kleyaka seems that that seems to be a different theme. The whole theme up until now was that I, don't get, I didn't get the brachas. There's nothing for you to be angry at me about. And now he seems to be saying, I kept all the mitzvahs, you're not going to win. So to have a dover acher in Rashi that completely changes, is so the first shot, the Kleyoka says, that's not normal. Agav, the Chassam Soifa says, what do you mean that Yaakov was Mekayim, the mitzvah of Taryag? He wasn't Mekayim all the mitzvahs, keep it off. There's other mitzvahs that were not available. So the Chassam Soifa says that it says, Taryag mitzvah shamarti. Shamarti, you find sometimes, like it says by Yaakov, Oviv Shomar Sadova. That means he was looking forward. So he says, if someone is looking forward to do the mitzvah, even if he doesn't have the opportunity to do the mitzvah, but it's kilu, it's like Chishav, uh, he wanted to do a mitzvah of Enenis, and he didn't get a chance to do the mitzvah, he gets the schar as if he did the mitzvah. So it was Tariq Mitzvah Shomarti, he wanted to do the mitzvahs. But Akapanam, the Klayoka asked, you don't find that it's a, that a common thing, that two Pshatim and Rashi, one should be Mamash to talk about a whole different thing. So the Klayoka says that Takar is not a Dover Acher in Rashi. And what Rashi means to say is like this, you think that I didn't get the brachas because I didn't keep the mitzvahs and it's dependent on me keeping the mitzvahs. No, you should know, and I still didn't get the brachas. So it's, it's a hemshach, it's not a dover acher. But maybe you could say, maybe we said this once, uh, based on this word, that there's a medrash that says that there's four places that we find in the Torah where somebody who had the ability to hire servants to... They, hired, they did it themselves, even though they had plenty of servants that could do it. One is by Avram, when he went to do the Akedah. One is by Bilom, when he went to curse Klai Yisrael. So it says, All these people were wealthy people. They had more than enough people to do it, but they did it on their own. One is by Pare, when he went to chase Klai Yisrael from the Yamsuf. And one is by Yosef, where... When it's by Yosef, when he came to greet Yaakov, when Yaakov came down to Mitzrayim, it says about Yosef, and the Medrash says, you see, it's like two against two. You see, these cancel out. What, is, what does the Medrash mean? So we can explain what it, there was a Maisa where Blavi Yitzhak Baditchev, that there was uh, right before Kol Nidre, 
and the Eilam was waiting for Reb Levi Yitzchak to give the signal that it's time for Kol Nidre. And the Reb Levi Yitzchak called over the Shamish, and he said to the Shamish, do me a favor, please go over to the squire, you know, the head of the community, the non-Jewish head of the community, and ask him how much money he paid for his dog. He says, uh, maybe we can wait till after Yom Kippur, do we have to go now? He says, no, I need it, you have to do it right now. So somehow, he had to make a long story short, he finally got the information, he went through a, a lot of his yainas, but the see, he got the, the fact, and the fact was that it was $600. He told me I paid $600 for the dog. So he came back to Rebbe Yitzchak, and he told Rebbe Yitzchak, the squire paid $600 for the dog. So he says, okay, now we can talk home again. So of course, after Yom Kippur, they all came over to Rebbe Yitzchak, and they said, what well, was so important? So he said it was before Kol Nidre, and I saw in Shemayim that there was a Kitschrig on Kla Yisrael. Because this squire, this chief, or whatever they call him, the duke, they had given a lot of money to his own institutions, and Kla Yisrael did not have the same type of stucker that this squire gave. So it was a Kitschrig and Kla Yisrael. How come the Goyim are doing more in Sadaka than the Yidim? So I had to send you to find out how much money he paid for his dog, so once you see that he could spend so much money on the dog, it's because money has no chashivas to him. He'll spend money on this, he'll spend money on that. But Klai Yisrael, who uses the money, doesn't sound through all the money, it's much harder for them to get tzedakah. And I was able to answer the kitrig that way. So therefore we were able to start, and I was able to answer the kitrig. So the Pesach says, that we learn from the Yetzirah how we're supposed to do mitzvahs. So you could say maybe that it says, that Yaakov Avinu was saying, in the same theme, that he does, he, he's not zoichet to get the brachas, that even though tayag mitzvah shamati, even though I did keep the mitzvahs, but yet Rashi adds, I didn't learn from Lovan that the way Lovan ran to do his mitzvahs and to do his things, I didn't learn from that. So I still don't have schosim. So it's really all the same theme. In other words, I, I wasn't zoichet to the brachas, I didn't get the brachas. And even though I kept the mitzvahs, I'm still not going to be zoichet to the brachas because I didn't learn from, from Lovan how Lovan went ahead and did his mitzvahs. I didn't do my mitzvahs with the same slavas and with the same chuka, so I'm still not zoichet to get the brachas. But maybe you could say a little bit more. The, the Ramban says that this parasha between Yaakov and Esav is myself uh, a similar bonum, how we're supposed to deal with Esav. Right, the way Yaakov dealt with Esav, and the, before they went to have any issues with the government, they would read this parasha of parashas by Yishlach to make sure that everything worked out. And, but we find, so how do, how do we deal? So we find two medrashim, the drashim, which seem to be saiser. There's one medrash that says that, the, the Pesach says, a tzaddik lefnei Russia that a tzaddik, it starts off the other way, but it says that it's like soiled water, if you have a bar, that the water gets dirty and the, the water gets soiled. It's comparable to a tzaddik that goes before a Russia. And the Medr says, like Yaakov said to Esau, that means he, somehow by him going ahead and being machni himself to Esau, and by calling himself an Evid, and by calling Esau the Odon, somehow that's like spoiling water. The, the, the Pesach Mishle compares it to Medr says. In other words, that's not the way we do it. You don't lower yourself in front of a Russia. It, was a, it seems like it was a taina on Yaakov. And yet, there's another Medrash, where the Medrash brings down a Misa that they were writing a letter to Antoninus the king. And somebody wrote a letter that my name is, I think it was Yehuda in the Medrash, or Rebbe, Rebbe told, it was Yehuda. Yehuda is writing a letter to the great king Antoninus. And he ripped up the letter and he says, how could you write that? You have to write, Abdecha Yehudi, your servant Yehudi is writing a letter to the king. So he says, why do I have to be a Mavaz myself, my letter? Why do I have to say that I'm an Evet? So he said, are you any less than Yaakov Avinu? Yaakov Avinu said, Yaakov. So you see that Yaakov was right. 
So which is the right Mahalach? On one hand, the Medrash seems to be saying the fact that he had to be machni himself to a Russia was a little bit of a taina, that's from the Pasuk. And on the other hand, we see that, no, Fakert, it was the right thing. So the Pshat is, I think, and I'll try to give a little, a little bit of a mushroom. If a guy lives in uh, Brooklyn, so one of the things that you could get in Brooklyn, one of the hardest things to get in Brooklyn is to find yourself a parking spot. So there's one fellow that worked hard and he drained and he this and he that and this, and he got himself a parking spot. But down the block, there was a bully, a guy, a bullyish guy, who was very connected, very powerful guy, saw that this was a parking spot, and he said he's going to take advantage, and he knows that guy's not going to start with him, so he says, I'm going to make this parking lot mine. So this guy doesn't have many options. On one hand, if he goes and he starts up with him and he fights with him, who knows what could happen, right? The guy's connected and it's going to be a long, drawn-out fight. Whereas if he says nothing, so then he's giving up like he worked hard. It's rightfully his. Why should he give up? It's taking part of himself, like just to say, oh, it's okay, it's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's also hard to do that. He can't do that. He's giving up part of himself. So what does he do? He goes over to the, to the guy and he says, listen, it's so, I'm so mach of the fact that you, such a hush of a guy, it really means a lot to me that you are in my parking spot. It would be worth it for me, just for me to have you in my parking spot. It would be a shivas for me. But unfortunately, there's certain things I needed for this and this, for health, whatever, you, whatever it is, they, health reasons, I need my parking spot. So in other words, what you're doing is, you're being machnia to, to, to the fellow, but you're only being machnia in ways that don't affect what, what is rightfully yours, what is really yours. You're great, you're this, you're that. So that's, that seems to be the Mahalach with Yaakov. That Yaakov was telling Esav, in all ways, I, I can tell you this, you're after Yaakov, Adoni Esav, this is not going to happen, this is not going to I'm going to be machnia myself in all ways. But when it comes to me, myself, I'm not changing. I'm not being machnia, I'm not changing any of my ways I live. I'm not changing from doing it in the mitzvahs just to accommodate. That I'm not doing. When it comes to my panemius, that I'm not doing. Anything that's in the negat, that I'll do. So it could be what Rashi's saying is, it's really both the same thing, really. That Rashi, he's saying, the, the first pran of Rashi is the chitzoinus, what he says to Esau. The, the brachas were not makuyim, I wasn't gavir lachecha. But the tariyag mitzvah shamati, and licked in Yaakov's words, was that he was telling himself that tariyag mitzvah shamati, even though I have to do this on the outside, but there's no way I'm giving up for myself anything at all. In other words, it's learned out from the postic of tariyag mitzvah. The postic continues after Esau comes back, and it says that Yaakov was scared. Vayira Yaakov moed, vayetzalai. And the Gemara says, what, he, what was he scared about? There was a haftacha from a Kaddish Baruch that he'd be okay. And the Gemara says, Shema Yigurim Achet. He was concerned that maybe there was a chet that caused some of this chusim to go away. And the Klayokar asks, he says, the, the haftacha wasn't that long ago. It was about eight days ago. What was the chet that Yaakov was worried about? And he learns that maybe it was a little bit too much hanifa to Esau. But I saw in the Malbum, the Malbum says something like this. He says that a person that's a beteach completely in Hashem, there's no way that he could fear a regular person. It, is, it can't be. There's no fear. If I'm bateach b'ashem, then there's no way for me to fear anything. Yaakov felt in himself a little fear of Esav. So since he felt in himself a little fear of Esav, he knew that he was missing something in his betochen. Because if he relied on his betochen, he'd be able to rely and not do anything. He could rely on an ace nigla. You could, you know, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to make those, those matanas and achanas and all those things. Because he could rely on that. But since Yaakov was Vayero Yaakov, since he was afraid, so he felt in himself that he's missing some of the betochen, and therefore he had to go ahead and do those three things, which the Ramban says we do, matana, tefillah, and machama. But without that, he wouldn't have done anything. Because once you have, if you have betochen and Hashem kulun kli, then, then you're, above, you're above anything. And I think it's Yudua from the, from the from brought down from the Baal Shem Tov, that the Baal Shem Tov said that 
sometimes betochen is better than tefillah. Because when you're davening for a certain thing, so then Hashem has to don. Yes, no, maybe. But if you completely betech b'ashem, and you're completely focused, and there's no other things that are involved, so then you have a straight path. It's even better. It works sometimes even better. Because then Hashem knows you're relying on Him, and you have a straight path, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu listens much more strongly. Huh? Right. Stop davening. That's right. That's right. No, no, no. He, I didn't say he didn't have it. He felt in himself. He felt in himself. According to the Madrega of Yaakov, the Malum says. He felt himself a little bit, whatever that means, a little bit of fear. Obviously, he wasn't, he was kept going. He didn't run away, right? He was kept in going, but he felt in himself that there was something missing from his betochen, and therefore, Vayetzelah, Yitaka bothered him. Palamaisa, once he felt in himself that he didn't have that betochen shalema, so then he had to prepare the Doran and the tefillah and do the, all the hachanas the regular way, to try to do it al pi teva. But without that, he would have been betech and everything would have been an ace nigla. Okay. For him. For him. It says, Vayichar af ma'oyid, and it's, for his madrega, it means his madrega. To say, that we know that there's a school from Reb Chaim Velozhin that's brought down, that Reb Chaim Velozhin says that when a person finds himself in a tzara, a school of beduka, manusa, I forgot the exact Lashen, very clear to a person that if he just puts away everything else and all other daigas and all other worries and he focuses on Enoid Mavada, that Hashem is the one that does it, then it's Badaku Manusa that it works. And there's a Maisa with the Beis HaLevi, that the Beis HaLevi lived in Russia. And in Russia, there was a, um, a government uh, ban against anybody selling stuff from the house on the black market. And all the Yidin were selling stuff on the black market. There's no other way to make a Parnassa. And someone came to the Beis HaLevi and said, they're coming around today. They're doing inspection. I'm lost. I can't. There's no way for me to get rid of it. They'll be there in half an hour. So the Beis HaLevi brought him into the room. And he started talking to him about this, you saw it from the Nefesh HaChaim, about Enoid Mavadai. And he focused, and he focused, and he focused, and he came out, and it seemed that they passed over his house. They didn't go into his house, and they were revived later on, that because when they were checking, so they took a lunch break, and when they put a lunch break, they put a sign on the door to show that this is where they, they stopped. And when they came back, they said, oh, we did this one already, that means we did this one already, that's what the mark means, not that this is the one that we're up to. And they just passed over his house, and he said it. So he says, it's bother gumanusa, and that's, that's what you see from the Malvam, that if you bater Hashem, so then, uh, the segula of Enoid Mavade. The Apostle continues that it says that Yaakov's tefillah was hatzileni no miyad ochi and miyad esof. And the Beis HaLevi asked, what does he mean, miyad ochi, miyad esof? You should save me from my brother, from, my, from esof. We're, uh, he only had one brother. What's Hatzileni no miyad ochi miyad esof? And the Beis HaLevi famously says that there were two types of chashashim that Yaakov was scared of. Number one, he was scared of esof, that esof would come and kill him. Right? That way of doing it, of torturing them, of torturing them to be over the mitzvahs. And then there's another way that we, which he's scared of is, is Ochi. That when Asa would be, try to be makar of him and try to be nice and try to, try to figure out how they could live and coincide together. So that's also a threat to Yaakov. It can't be Ochi. And both of them he was scared of. And both of them he was matzliach. Because first it says that he was saved when, you know, when he met Asa. Eventually Asa was not didn't kill him. And later on, when they eventually got together, so Esau told Yaakov, let's go together. Let's be one. Let's be, let's be Zizam. Let's share 
the Medrash says, let's share. I'll take half oil of and half oil of and you take half oil of you're not losing uh, oil of you're not losing much. And Yaakov told him, no, 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 you go ahead, you go ahead, he didn't want to have anything to do with him. So he saved both by Hatzileni no Miyad Ochi and Miyad Esav. And this is true that in history, when Napoleon was, was uh, the friend, he was the French and he was taking over the world, and he attacked Russia, and the Russians, the Yidin, at first were very excited because Napoleon gave the Yidin all their rights. He gave them equality, he gave them freedom. He wanted them to be Frenchmen more, but he gave them a lot of rights. And when they came to Russia, so the Russian Yidin were very, very happy because the Russian Yidin suffered tremendously from per- persecution, pogroms, and this and that. So they were all davening for Napoleon to take over Russia. And the Balatanya and all the Gedolim said, no, 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 we're better off like the, the way it is. Because if Napoleon comes, He's going to introduce his freedom, he's going to get us, and we're going to get assimilated, and we're going to suffer from the Ochi part. And that is much worse than the, what we're going through now, because eventually we're not going to survive. And that's taka what happened. That's why the Beis Levi says, it says first, Hatzileni no miyad Ochi, and then miyad Esav. And that's taka what happened, because if you look in those, that's where the reform movement started, and that, those areas, friends, and he never, he never conquered Russia. He, he lost, but uh, he didn't make it through, through the Russian winters. But by French, by Fr- France and Germany, that's where the reform movement started, and now that's where the whole assimilation started. And that's really what Avigdor Miller says. That really caused the, the start of the Holocaust. That was the Aki part that they tried to integrate themselves and they tried to get them to come. And the, the Ksav Sefer says a similar type of art, but he says that when Yaakov was fighting with the Malach, it says. What does the word avek mean? So Rashi means, it brings down tubshatim. Avek means dust. That means that when they were fighting together, the dust went up all the way to Shemayim. And vayavek can mean a form of hugging, of bringing someone close. So he says, when the Malach was fighting with him, so first it says, vayavek ishimai, and then it says, kiloyacholai. In other words, when he was fighting with him and they were wrestling and they were really, really fighting, so then he was not able to succeed. He was not able to do it. But it says that later on, when he realized, vayoga bekaf, Yerechoi of Yaakov, then it says again, Behei of Koi Imoi. It says it again. Like, what do, you, what do you have to say again at the end of the Pasuk? Behei of Koi Imoi. It said it already. So he says this was the other form of Avak. This was the form of hugging. That Esav came to him and he saw that he wasn't able to, to win the war. The Sarshal Esav saw that he wasn't able to win the war. And then once he so he went with a different tact and he was able at that point when he did the Ach. When he acted and he gave him Kirov and he hugged him and he did that part of Ayeovku, so then he was able to be Noga Bakaf Regloi and he was able to succeed in making Benoga Kach Regloi. And Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky learns an interesting thing. He says, this that it says in the Posik, Al Kain lo Yoichlu Bene Yisrael is Giranosha. Bene Yisrael will not eat because the Malach came and was Noga Bakaf Yerach of Yaakov. He says, you don't find. Uh, are not doing something to commemorate something. So eat something for the Yerach. Where do you find the not doing something? So Rabbi Yaakov says that is a constant thing. Not eating is a constant thing. If they commemorated something at one time, it would be a one-time deal, and then it would be over. But the idea over here is, says Rabbi Yaakov, is that one of the ways that people become Mu'urv, one of the ways that people get assimilated, one of the ways that people get together, a lot of the main functions are when you have food. When you go out to eat, you bring food, it brings people together. So at this time, they wanted to make sure that since there was, a, the, to take away the shash of assimilation of, of Akhva, 
They have to make an Isra Achila. So that Isra Achila takes place the whole time. There's never not an Isra Achila. They would have done one Maisa, so then it would have been over. But this Isra Achila shows and to remind us that we should not be Arav and we should not become assimilated with the thing. And he says that you find that after the Churban Abayas, they were much more Makbid on Bishal Akum. All these things, they were much more Akum. Because since they were going back into Golis and they were coming Urav with the Briyas, so then you had to make more of an Isra Achila. The Isra Achila keeps... The, 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 the nation separated. It keeps you from the because uh, eating is a very form of society. We know that. If you want people to come, so you put out food, right? Or you go out to eat, you have a meeting, you go out to eat, you take them out to eat. It brings a certain bonding. So that's why the, specifically over here there was an Isser of Achila. The puzzle goes and it says that Yaakov brought Vayikach and he brought a Matana, Vayikach min ha-mincha biyodai. Vayikach, if he took a present, min ha from what came into his hand. So all the Mepharshim ask, what does it mean that it came into his hand? He took a present, he gave it to him. What's min biyodai? So I once saw a pshat that he brings from Elio Bahara Carmel that when Elio was fighting with the Nevi Habal and they had to offer the sacrifice, they had to offer different animals and see who would catch fire and Elio had his shores and the, and the Nevi Habal had their shores and the shores that were designated for the Nevi Habal refused to go until Elio and Novi came over. They said, Why, what's going on? Why are you not going? He says, what do you mean? We're both, we both brought up together. We both came from the same people, the cow was saying, the animals were saying. Right? Why should I go to the Nevi Baal and everybody else gets to be Makadosh and Shemayim with you? I, I'd rather stay with you. I don't want to go to the Nevi Baal, says the Yalkut in, in Malachim. So, El Yonavi told him, don't worry. Just like they're being Makadosh, my animals are being Makadosh by, by, by uh, the Shem Shemayim is going to be Nizkadosh Ayyadehim, so too by you going to the Nevi Baal, it's also going to be Nizkadosh. You should go. In other words, the same Kiddush Hashem comes out. They're doing it this way, you're doing it this way. Because by you not getting it, so that shows also a Kiddush Hashem. So the, the, the animal answered back to Elio, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not going myself. So Elio, the Bedr says, had to pick him up, and I had to pick him up by force, and say, I'm taking you, and taking it to his hand. So this, this shot that I saw, I wanted to say the same thing with Yaakov and Esau. What happened with Yaakov and Esau? The, the animals that were used to designate as a matana for Esau, they didn't want to go to Esau, but they'd rather stay with Yaakov. So Yaakov had to pick them up and tell them that there's going to be a Kiddush Shem Shemayim through these animals. Where's the Kiddush Shem Shemayim? Because the Medrash says that these animals that were given to Esau at this time will be returned to Yaakov in Moshe HaMashiach, these same animals. And then we'll see that Yaakov was right the whole time. So later on, there's going to be a Kiddush Hashem through these animals. So you see that a lot of times when we go, we go through life, we could be in certain situations where it's not a, a, a glamorous Kiddush Hashem. It's not like... Uh, well, the Rosh Hashiva, what a big this and with that. It's not a glamorous Kiddush Hashem. But even a small action that's done with a Kiddush Hashem has the same effect. It might not be the effect now. It might be till Yemois HaMashiach. But the same action that's done, the same Kiddush Hashem Shemayim comes on something that used for Yaakov, and the same Kiddush Hashem, even though you're being used for Esau, in the same way by the Nabi Abal. So that means that every single action that you do has, if you do it, the Shem Shemayim, you do it for Kiddush Hashem, ultimately, even if there's no doesn't look right, and you find yourself in a position where it's not a, you're not going to get so much COVID or this and that, but ultimately you should know that there will be reward and there will be Makadosh Shem Shemayim al Yodchum. And uh, the, the Pesach continues that Yaakov went ahead to Esau, and it says that when he reached Esau, he started bowing down <coughs> until he reached Esau, and then the Yudu Rashi brings down, when Esau saw Yaakov bowing down to Esau, so he says really... So I saw in Rabbi Yosef Chaim, son of Old Sefer, he says that he brings down a Maisa, 
First he asks, he says, could you imagine Esau? Esau is coming, he's angry for 20 years. He builds up an anger. And then all of a sudden someone bows down to him and all of a sudden he changes, like well, what happened exactly? So he brings down a Misa and he says that, and this is a, a different Mahalach, how to deal with Yaakov with Esau. You know, until now we discussed one, he has, seems to have a different Mahalach. And he says like this, that when Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sonavel lived in the time when there was, uh, you know, they were talking about making the state of Israel, and there was a lot of strong movement of, of the Tzionim. And they, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sonavel fought them. And they were very angry at Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sonavel. Then one day he said, it's written by, in the book, in his in safe, it's written by his grandson, I think, that he was learning with his grandson. And five huge guys burst into Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sonavel's house. And they started screaming and yelling and cursing him, you this, 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 this. And he was calm. And they get, they're getting more angry. They're building up more anger, more anger. And they were ready to, to hit him. So it says over there that he lifted up his, dollar, his shirt of dollar convoy. So it says, I don't know what that means exactly, but he says he lifted it up and he started yelling at them back. We don't bother you. We don't hold of you, but we don't bother you. And you shouldn't bother us. You should let us live. And he started yelling at them. And it looked like they were ready to kill him. And all of a sudden they stopped and they left. So everybody was tumbling, like, what happened? You know, was it this? Was it this? Well, what happened to Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sarvel? Finally, they asked him. And he sat down and he said, I'll, I'll tell you from a Maisa. The Maisa was, he brought down over there, he says that there was a certain small city where there was a Maisa. The Maisa threatened everybody. You didn't do what he said, you didn't do what he wanted, he would put you in jail, he'd take away your money. But he had one thing that he always wanted. He said, in Shul, this Maisa wanted to get Shishi. And the, pe- the people were scared of him. And so every week, this guy was called a Pashishi. And the, the, one day they got a new Rav, and this new Rav was an older person. He was a tremendous Tamachachim. He doesn't say his name over there, but he said he was a tremendous Tamachachim. And he wanted just to retire quietly in a small town, and nobody would really bother him. And they gave him a room right off the base Medrash, and that's where he davened, and that's where he learned. And, and that's what happened. And somehow he got wind of the fact that this Meiser, he got wind of the whole story, is always getting Shishi. So the, the next job is he says, I want to daven in the main shul, I'm coming to the main shul. And after they called him up for shlishi, he stood by the bima, and when they started calling up this moiser for shishi, he said, nothing doing. The, the, the guy was already walking up, he said, no, you're a moiser, you, you give away people, you make almonas, you say, whatever it is, and he started, yeah, we're not giving him. And the guy was ready to, 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 to hit the rub and smack the rub, and they, they, they stopped him, and they made a wall around the rub, but the, the guy left, and he says, you guys are all going to get it. And it was a few weeks later that the Rav was traveling to a different city and he was going to be the Moyle in a different city. And all of a sudden his wagon got stopped. And this guy, this Moyser jumped out. He's not going to let him go. He was with a couple of people. And they were ready to fashvet to, to them. And he, the person writing the story writes, the Rav was calm and relaxed. Nothing bothered him. And they start marching. They start running to the wagon where the Rav was sitting. And they come in. And they're ready to fashvet them. He says... He falls to his knees and he says, please forgive me, I'm sorry, this is this. And when they asked the Rav what happened, so he said, the Rav said, I thought of something. I said, how do we deal with people? It says, that means that the way you look at somebody, that's the way it's feedback. So I thought to myself, that's what I should do. And I started thinking, when this guy stopped, as soon as I started thinking about maybe he's, what, he, what he was going through, why it happened, I was trying to be Moitzi's chus. And my, my on, on this guy until I reached the level that I, I felt a kinship with him. I felt bad for him. I had Rahmanas on him. So automatically, as soon as he came and he saw me and I was already at that level, he had the same reaction to me. So Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sonnefeld said, I didn't, I didn't have that posik of Mayim upon him, but I have a posik in this week's parasha. That it says by Yaakov, Ad that he bowed down, Ad Ad Ochiv. 
until he actually reached Esav. So he says the whole time that Yaakov was bowing down, he was, being, he was trying to be Marbachein Esav. Ad Gishtoi until he reached Ad Ochev, until he reached the point that he was able to call Esav his brother. And once he reached that point, so then when Esav saw him, it was automatic, because just like Yaakov now loved Esav, so Yaakov turned his hatred, because you're supposed to be supposed to hate the, hate, the, hate, the people that hate you. So, but Yaakov was able to turn his hatred into love and favor to Esau. So at that point, Esau had the same reaction. And therefore he said, that's the way you have to go ahead with Esau. You have to try to feel love. And he, he talks about the Tzioinim, uh, that we can't fight with them so much. We have to go and we have to think good of them. We have to think good of them. He writes that the, when the Mishtara came afterwards trying to figure out who the guys who attacked him were and they wanted to put him in jail, he wouldn't give any information. No, they're, no, they're my brothers. I love them. I can't, I can't give you any information. But that was his mahalach. He says, you have to figure out a way to, to get to these people and put in your mind how good they are, and then automatically when they see you, they'll want to hear from you and they'll want to, they'll want to accomplish from you. The, the Pusik, do we have time? Okay, well, the, the Pusik, the Pusik says that they, we know that what happened was after they met Esau, so then there was the Maisa with Shechem. And Shechem took Dina and was teammate Dina, and they came to tell Yaakov, and Yaakov didn't say anything. He was waiting for the brothers. And the brothers, the Pesach says, Ki bevas Yaakov, They did a nevola bevas Yaakov, and so should not be done. And the Beis HaLevi says, what do you mean? It says nevola. Nevola is a terrible thing, right? And then it seems that it goes to the next step. V'chein So should not be done. Is it a nevola or v'chein It shouldn't be done. So the Beis HaLevi says a tremendous Kiddush. And he says that they, they, it says, Kinevala also bevas Yaakov. One of the things, one of the, the things that they should be mourned for is because of it was Yaakov, who was the daughter of Yaakov. Yaakov was Malchus, Yaakov was this. So to come and do such an action to Yaakov is added to the crime. It's a terrible thing. If you do it to, if you kidnap the king's daughter or the regular farmer, it's a whole different crime. It's a whole different level of a crime. So what it says is it was Kinevala also bevas Yaakov. They did a terrible thing. Shechem did a terrible thing because she was the daughter of Yaakov. It's a terrible thing. You might say, Shechem doesn't know who Yaakov is. I mean, Klai Yisrael himself, he says, doesn't understand who Yaakov is. So Shechem doesn't understand the milers of Yaakov. He knows he's a... But he doesn't understand what the mile of Yaakov is. So therefore he could say, I didn't know. I didn't understand that it was such a thing. So it says, No, because even if it was a regular person, because either, like Rashi says, maybe they, they, they were makbid on Arias, even if it was a regular person, so therefore the Beis HaLevi says a Chiddush, that if you do something wrong, right, and you only want to do something small wrong, right, something, eh, okay, not the end of the world, right, you do something small wrong, but it turns out to be a, a, a terrible thing, like in this case, so a Magal of a we put everything on you, and he brings a Raya from a Gemara that the Gemara says that if someone was told to watch a silver coin, and... It was really a gold coin, and she lost it. He only has to pay. She only has to pay silver. That's what she was in the Kabbalah to watch it. But if he goes and he throws the silver coin and he's mazik it, then he's got to pay. Then the, the shayim have to pay the whole thing. Why? Because you don't. That's not the way you deal with someone's thing to throw it away. That you don't do. So once you did something which is only really the value of a silver coin, you threw away. But you thought it was a gold coin, so therefore magal the law of a And therefore he says, if you eat something small, you think you're eating kalavakam, let's say, or whatever things that people don't do. I shouldn't say Cholavaka, but whatever, something like, something that's not so, uh, doesn't have a hatch. And then you find out, it was Taka Treif. He says, you'll be chayv on Treif. 
because since you shouldn't have done it originally, so therefore we're going to be Megal and Lofazakol. And he goes on to say an interesting thing, and he says, therefore, if you do something small, and someone else is mashpia from you, it's Megal and you're responsible for that also. Because if you, let's say, you do something, and it's not such a big deal, you, whatever, you, you leave uh, learning, or something like that, that we don't consider a big thing. But someone else sees you, and he does it now because of you, so you shouldn't have done it, so therefore, it's Megal Gonalov Esakol, and therefore the whole thing is this. So I just want to think that Faket works, Kalvachimer, it works the other way. That if you do something small, which you think is a small thing, but someone else learns from you, can you imagine what the Schar is? And Salman, uh, and this I'll, I'll finish maybe, that Ratzio Salman says, that he told me once a Misa. He said there was a guy that was walking in Tel Aviv and, and it was one of these blocks where there was a lot of magazines and those kind of things that people like. And he, he found himself in that street and he like blocked his eyes from looking at the, the storefront so whatever it is that he was looking at. And uh, he met, uh, there was a Balchuva that he met and he asked him, Balchuva, what, what made you become a Balchuva? And he says, I saw this guy blocking his eyes from looking at the storefront. And... I was wondering to myself, here, most of us people that live in Tel Aviv are running to these stores. And this guy, not only is he not running to the store, but he's blocking, what am I missing? One of us is crazy. What, 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 let me figure out what to do. And because of that, he became from. He looked into mitzvahs and he ended up becoming from. So Ratzio said that, can you imagine, this guy's going to get to Shemayim, and they're going to bring a wagon load of kids that did learn Torah. He says, I don't even know who these people are. I don't know who they are. What do I have to do with me? Why are you bringing them from my schus? He says, because well, your little action because of your little schos that you did, you get all that credit for all the kids and they're going to bring a wagon loads of mitzvahs for this guy. So that's the idea. That uh, always be careful what we're doing. Okay.